Hey guys, it's Kelly, and I want to welcome you back to the Unbroken Podcast. So today marks one year since I began this podcast and started on one of the most rewarding journeys I think I've taken in my life. I have learned a lot doing this podcast. I've learned a lot about myself, about other things, and I'm so happy that I have it. I'm so happy that I have a place where I can just sit and talk about things that I always felt silenced about before. I felt like I didn't have a voice. And if I told my story, people wouldn't want to listen. I also felt that if they did, they wouldn't want to believe it was true. There was so much insecurity and I had been sharing my story for quite some time on TikTok before I switched over to the podcast, but that was so different, and I never realized a year ago how different it was going to be. I mean, TikTok, you make a 60-second video, you add some music, and you answer a couple of questions in the comments, but see, I feel like with my podcast, it's just... It's more intimate, and I feel like my listeners are inviting me into their homes, into their cars while they're driving, into their daily lives every time they listen to my episodes and listen to my story. I love that. I mean, it's absolutely terrifying, <laughs> but it I do. I love it. I love that. If I'm having a bad day, I can just pull out my equipment and hit record and just talk my problems through. And even though I'm only staring at my computer and sometimes a picture of a train I have hung up on the wall that my son has drawn, I still feel like I'm sitting here and I'm just talking to a best friend and talking about my fears talking about my success, talking about anything that I want. I spent so much of my life while I was trafficked not having control over anything. But here on my podcast, I control all of it. And it's a healthy control, which it's taken time to learn the difference between unhealthy and healthy control. But I've taken my life back. I've taken everything back from all the horrible things that they did to me. And I turned it into something positive. I love that. And it was something I never thought I would ever get to have. And I certainly never thought that I would find it on a podcast sitting at a desk. I mean, (sighs) It's just so wild, and I've gotten so much love, so much support, and I've helped people that have reached out to me that are survivors of all sorts of trauma, not just sex trafficking, and I feel like I am making a difference in those people's lives. Now, I know that I can't save the world, and I can't save everyone, but I definitely do try my best. But there is a lot of people that have reached out to me that if I never started 
sharing my story or started this podcast, they never would have found me. And I wouldn't have been able to get them help that they needed. And that is such such a reward because I started this podcast wanting people to start to view sex trafficking through a survivor's eyes because I feel like, and even now still, when people talk about it, it's about statistics or other things, but I wanted to add some reality to it. And I got slapped with a lot of reality too. And things that I wasn't quite ready to face. I've had memories surface that I wasn't ready to remember. But I always know that on my worst day, I could sit down and I could talk it out on here. And I'd have somebody out there that was wanting to listen And I could do that on my best days. I could do that any day. And that is something I never had in my life. While I was with my parents, I couldn't just go to a friend's house and say, hey, this is what's happening to me. Help. And even as an adult, while I was still living with them, I couldn't do that either. It was so much secrecy and... So many things happened that I was ashamed of, and it took a little while for me to break out of my shell and talk about those things, but I'm not going to lie, there's still things that I am too ashamed to talk about, but I'll get there someday, and it's awesome to know that everybody is on this journey with me, and I'm not alone, and... I may not know every single person that listens to each and every episode, but you are family and I love you because you've given me something that nobody ever else has. I have a lot of supportive people in my life, but this is, it's just different. And I can't, (laughs) believe it or not, I really can't find the words to explain how I feel today. I have been kind of trying to think about the different things that I wanted to talk about and I wanted to make it this awesome episode. And I remember back, I used to always script out my episodes, which was kind of difficult because I had to have two computers and had one open up to the script. I worked for like a whole week on it editing it and making sure it was like perfect and then came time to recording and then edited that. It was so much pressure and I remember that I put up a poll if people thought that I should still script them out or just kind of talk and I got one answer and it was to not script them anymore and I know who it was. I'm not going to say her name on here, but when we talked about it, she said she felt like I was constrained my whole life and always controlled on what I could say. So she thought that it would be better if I just spoke my, my heart, my mind as it came. And you know what? She was absolutely right. 
I was struggling through my first season and talking about all the different things and I I thought that I needed to have it said in the perfect way and the more that I got away from scripting out my episodes and just speaking my mind and my heart as it comes the easier it got to share and I I just think she was right that it was. I was putting too much pressure on myself. And that probably did have a lot to do with the way that I was raised, if you want to call it that. But it's a scary world out there. And there's a lot of things that still terrify me today. And a lot of things that I do still feel ashamed about. I mean, I still have my bad days. And I make my videos on TikTok and I get comments about, you know, you're the strongest person I know. And I have to fight myself from commenting. Well, at least someone knows because I don't. Because I don't. I don't feel like I'm the strongest person because I still have my weaknesses. But I make it through and I try my hardest to get the message out and I think that's the most amazing part about my podcast is the people that comment and reach out to me through social media or emails saying like, I've been listening to your podcast and I'm just, I'm learning so much and that's the most amazing feeling in the world. I was talking with my husband and my sister the other day about a comment that I keep getting where people, they say, I'm sorry that there was no one there to protect you. And I know they mean well, but it's it's like I thought about it and I was just like, but there was someone there protecting me. It was me. I was protecting me. And I think that, yeah, I wasn't able to stop the sales. I wasn't able to stop the horrific things that happened, being hunted, being tortured, being essentially held hostage. But I did keep myself alive. And that's not very common for trafficking survivors. Statistically, they only live about seven years on average. And I survived through 26. And this life that I have, I wasn't supposed to have. But the heaviness of that and exactly what that meant, I don't think I realized it until after I started my podcast. Just listening to the episodes and hearing me tell my story just to myself, I was like, God, how did you get through that? And it's like, I have no idea. I just did. And that's how I know I'm strong. And that's how I know there was someone through it all protecting me and it was me and I'm so unbelievably proud of that 
And yeah, it would have been awesome if someone along the way had intervened, if any of the doctors at the abortion clinics had made reports, or if my family doctor that I was brought to had, if anyone that I shared things with believed me enough or knew who to call would have. And I didn't have to go through it as long as I did. But I also look at it as it happened the way that it needed to happen. And I needed to be the one to save myself. And I needed my escape to be as simple as it was because my life had been nothing but chaos. There is so much strength that it takes to leave any kind of abusive situation. And I think it takes a lot more strength to stay in those situations. I mean, I could have given up and given in at any point um, throughout the 26 years. I could have taken my own life, which I had attempted a couple times and have wanted to more, um, but I never did. There was there was just something inside of me that was always fighting to survive. And I can channel that little child that nobody was there for and just tell her everything's okay. I've got this. Because I do. And I don't do it alone. My husband is amazing. He's been so supportive. Um even with the podcast, I mean, I wanted a fancier computer and he got it for me. I wanted a new mic and he got it for me. And he listens to all my episodes while he's at work. And I'm so blessed to have such an amazing man in my life. I'm blessed to have the three beautiful children that I have. And even though my daughters are just a little bit too obsessed with anime and get kind of weird about it, they're amazing kids. My son's awesome, too. And he <laughs> he is very supportive of my mama's podcast, even though he still refuses to be a guest. <laughs> um, but I have I have a good life. And I don't think I would have this life if everything that happened didn't happen the way that it did. But that's my opinion. I know a lot of people disagree with that and say that your trauma didn't make you stronger. You did. And to a point, yeah, that's true. But the trauma helped me become stronger because, like I said, it taught me that I wanted to fight and I wanted to live and... I always I always thought that there was a way out. Even on the worst days, I still had hope that there was good in this world. And I remember when I was had to be in grade school, I was pretty young and um, a friend of mine said that they loved how I could always find the good in something. Even something terrible, I, I could always find that silver lining. And that was me surviving. That's how I survived. I still do that today. I mean, 
if something really bad happens, I try to find the good in it. And when I dealt with a lot of the bullying and stuff over the summer last year, it it could have done one thing, and it did that for a little while. It made me feel like I shouldn't be sharing and I should be holding stuff back. But as people were sending me screenshots and as I was watching videos where people were saying these unbelievably horrible things about me, it didn't make me feel less of a person. It made me feel like, okay, I'll talk about it. You want to talk about it? I'll talk about it. And and I learned that there is a lot of things about my past that I am ashamed of and things that did happen that, you know, honestly, right now I'm not ready to talk about, but I know eventually I will be because I have opened up about things that I never dreamed I could ever talk to anyone about, and I'm going to keep doing it. No one's going to knock me down. And yeah, they may for about 15 minutes, but I find that strength again. I find that child inside that was fighting my entire life and she keeps me going because I was lucky to survive and I have to have purpose in that survival. And this is it. This is my purpose. I don't want people to feel the same way that I do a lot of the times that nobody will understand. Nobody will want to hear what I went through. I'll have to censor so much of it because I don't want to, or people aren't going to want to hear. They're going to be too triggered. They're going to think it's too graphic and, and it's, it's not, it's, it's crazy how much people listen. Um, they have this thing on the uh, program that I use to publish my episodes, and it shows the percentage of how many people listen to the entire episode, and every single episode's at like 100%. And it's just like, wow, I'm not scaring people off. I've had some amazing podcasters have me on as guests some found me on TikTok, some found my podcast, and they were awesome, and I was happy to be a guest for them. I recently just did an episode with a really good friend of mine um, talking about my addiction problems, which I was nervous, and it was really hard because there's a lot of shame behind admitting that you're a recovering addict, but... I hit 12 years this year of sobriety, so that's awesome, and it's been a journey, and I've just got so many thoughts going through my mind right now. It's like I don't even know how to make sense of it because I just, I never thought I'd get to a year. I never thought I'd get through the first three episodes, but here I am, and I'm still kicking, still fighting, and still being heard. And that's it. That's everything I've ever wanted in my life was to be heard. I was on the phone with another good friend yesterday and shared pictures of the home I grew up in. I don't know 
what made me do it, <laughs> but um, I did. I I showed her a lot of pictures of the house and just kind of described everything, and it felt good. I mean, I don't think I'll ever share them publicly, but I asked her after she looked at everything, and I said, you know, What's it like to see that house where all this evil stuff happened? And it's just, it's crazy, you know, to look at that house and feel absolutely no emotional connection to it at all. But that's where it all happened. And I've driven by it hundreds of times. I've tried to reach a connection with that home, but... It wasn't a home, and I know that now. And I can't even say with certainty that a year ago I knew it wasn't a home. I grew up there. I spent a lot of my life living there, and it was supposed to be a home. But I never had that, and I never had parents, and that's okay. My family wasn't really a family um, it's okay though. I, I have to be okay with that. And obviously it's my choice, but I choose to be okay with it because the more honest I am with myself that I do not have parents. I did not have a home. I do not have aunts, uncles, or brothers. Then the easier it is to get through it all because essentially by saying I had these things that I never did it's like I was lying to myself and I'm never gonna do that again <laughs> I spent way too much time doing that but I'm I'm just so happy to be sitting here and saying it's been a year because I can't I never thought I would make it this far I never thought I would get as many subscribers as I did. I never could have imagined the support that I got and that I get every single day. But y'all help me more than you know. <laughs> oh, I know I say it at the end of every episode, and I I know I repeat it a lot, but I just I want people to get it that... I told my principal, and I ended up having to dig my own grave at gunpoint for telling. I told CPS workers that told me that I had to stay at home with my parents because that's what was safest for me. I told police officers that told me that as long as I chose to live with them, as if I was making a choice, that... I had to follow their rules and accept their punishments. My whole life, nobody supported me. I felt like I was crazy for not wanting to do the things they made me do and go through the abuse that I went through. And even after my escape, it was like I self-sabotaged some relationships and friendships and I didn't feel like I deserved anything. I think that's why I was able to get kidnapped and trafficked all over again because I didn't value who I was. 
And I do now. And I could never have gotten here without everyone's love and support because people are listening. People do want to hear. And it's not just that they want to hear the details or they want to hear the juicy gossip. They want to hear because they want to learn. And they want to learn because they want to help stop this from happening. And (laughs) that is everything to me because I don't want anyone to go through what I went through. I don't regret my past. I feel like it gave me all the tools that I needed to try to make a difference. And yeah, I don't have all the answers yet, but I have more answers today than I had a year ago. And I had more answers a year ago than I had 10 years before that. So as time goes by and I get more support and more family that I get to choose to be in my life, I, I get the answers. I eventually figure them out. I mean, I feel bad for my one friends where every time I connect some dot, I've got to call her and tell her. <laughs> it's, uh, But she's awesome to talk to. So, But I believe we can end it. And yesterday I was feeling pretty down. And I was at the point where I, I didn't know because... I'm not going to get too much into detail because I don't know the truth of what happens, but what I will say is what appeared to happen was a victim was outed in a very public manner. And, well, I should say a survivor. And people were not nice about it. And there were things that were released that made it abundantly clear that the blackmail that I've always talked about and said was used to control the world, to control the clients, control politicians, it can and will be used on us survivors too to keep us quiet, to keep us under control. But I'm not going to let them do that. So I'll still be here. I'll still be sharing my story And I still believe that we can put an end to all of this. So thank you so much for the most amazing year of my life. Thank you for teaching me all the lessons that I needed to learn at the time that I needed to learn them. Thank you for helping me find that strength that I have always had with me that I forgot I had. And again... As always, thank you for all the continued love and support. It has been an amazing year, and I plan on making the next year even better. So I hope y'all have an amazing day, an amazing weekend, and an amazing life because I get to have that because of all of y'all. Have a good one, and I will talk with y'all soon.